Welcome to the Trial and Air Podcast. This is Nick Urankar, your host. And next to me, I've got Timothy Pletcher, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. LT, a.k.a. Lil Tim. I was going to say Lil Tim. Yep. It just stuck. Yeah. So uh, today, we uh, just got into the workspace a little bit ago and had some conversations about scaling and decided we'd dive into it a little bit. We thought it might be quick, and then I was like, I don't know if this will be fast. So we'll find out here as we get going. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to him. He doesn't know this yet, but where where would you start to tell somebody how to scale a workout? And specifically what we're kind of talking about is a, a CrossFit workout or a Metcon or a workout where maybe you found it on Instagram or online and you're just thinking, hey, that looks hard. How can I do this for me? Oh, <laughs> putting me on the spot. Uh, it really depends on the workout. I would use like weight is a big one. So, cause I've seen like you post some workouts where it's like 225 queen and jerk. I'm not going to do that. I'll just scale it down to like 185 and stuff like that. Um, especially like rep scheme. Uh, one of the big things coaching, I always get asked like, how do I scale this and stuff like that? Um, so it's kind of depends on like the person. So it's easier to do it like in the gym with so, somebody. So for you, you said, you know, you'll see a weight that's 225 and yeah. you'll go 185. Why 185? How do you know that that's what's right for you? So just being in CrossFit for like four years, I know I can move 185, but it gets hard. So if the stimulant at 225 is not supposed to be, if it's supposed to get like hard but doable, that's kind of what I look at it. That makes sense. Yeah, so you're like, you're saying that 225 is heavy. Yeah. And if you like see I a workout, it, you're like, well, it doesn't look very heavy for Nick or based on these reps, like yeah. it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know 185 is something you can move well. Yeah. So understanding the purpose of the workout, right. what you're saying it's matters. A, it's a big thing, yeah. So, that I mean, that's a prime example too. So take a workout like Fran. It's supposed to be done quick. So if you're slow on pull-ups or that thruster weight's too heavy – and it's taking you 10 plus minutes, well, then maybe we should drop the thruster weight because it should be a quick workout. And then th that would be a good question of where do you scale then? Because sometimes people will scale both the thruster and the pull-ups, even though mm -hmm. it might might not be the weight. It might be the pull-ups Yeah. or vice versa. So understanding where to scale matters. So yeah, if you have a 10-minute Fran, the question you need to ask yourself is why do you have a 10-minute Fran? Yeah. Is it is it cardio? Is it the barbell too heavy? Is it pull ups? Yeah. What's what's like your weak area? Mm -hmm. And then one of the things that I like to talk about, uh, or I'll I kind of semi joke about it, or ha because I think pe people look at scaling and they think it's this negative thing. When the reality is, I can create a workout that nobody has to scale, or everybody has to scale. And I think a lot of times when you're walking into a gym or you're seeing stuff online, you're most of the time looking at peers or somebody like you. So when they do something harder, you're like, well, I can't scale because they didn't scale. It's like, yeah, but if you did what the best are doing, probably 99% of people are scaling. So it's not a bad thing. And the thing that I joke about a lot is called self-scaling. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of times you ever had that person in the gym that cheats. Or, yeah. you know, you watch a person in the middle of the workout and they like lower the weight or they change the movement and you're looking at them like, what are they, because like, you can't have a conversation. Right. You're tired, they're tired and you're looking over and now you're frustrated because you're like, there's no way 
Yeah, they're that person. close to me. Yeah. There's no way they're doing all the reps or like, how come they're lowering the weight? Like, I knew it. Yeah. And self-scaling is when you finish the workout and you walk over and you go, hey, I had to change it. <laughs> like, I couldn't do all the reps. Like, you know, the weight was too heavy. And the person goes, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought something happened. Or, And instead of us looking at them as cheaters, we're like, oh, you understood. You needed to scale it for you. Right. Which then brings me to the point of information and data. Meaning, if it's your first time ever working out, you probably don't know what's appropriate for you. Right. So whenever somebody's starting, and what I like to say is always cross things off of your list rather than bring in more questions. And what that means is if I post a workout for Tim and I'm like, hey, it's going to be a 275-pound clean and jerk and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay. And he puts 275 on the bar and he can't do it. And then he looks at me and he's like, Hey, you said 275. And I was like, no, no, that's the, that's just the weight. What can you do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start with an empty bar. And he's like, well, that's too light. And I'm like, well then cross it off the list. He's like, but I could do 225. And I'm like, no, build yourself up rather than have more questions. So in workouts, a lot of times people try to find the thing that's hard and they don't actually know what they can do. So have you, are you a person that does a workout at a certain weight and then you finish and you're like, I think that might've been a little bit too heavy. And I'm like, well, what's appropriate? And they're like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I would rather, I I always tell people to prove me wrong. If you're going to do Fran for the first time, like he said, which is 21, 15, nine of thrusters and pull-ups and you've never done it. And I know that it's going to be really hard and you're probably going to take more than 10 minutes. I'll say, do it with an empty barbell and jumping pull-ups. And then the person will say, that's too easy. I'm like, how do you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've done, I've done that that way for like five rounds and I've thrown up. Yep. So I mean, it's, it's kind of going back because I wrote it down the the stimulant. What's the stimulant of the workout supposed to be? Um, Obviously if it's 30 minute AMRAP, it's supposed to be longer, but if it's like a workout like Fran 21, 15, nine, it should be, what four to no more than seven minutes eight minutes around um or per for the whole thing so you got to look at that's the big thing i think for scaling wise is understanding what the stimulant is not so much can i do it because we did a workout this is a prime example we did a workout not too long ago and it was handstand walks and it was like shoulder to overhead handstand walks and maybe burpees so it was a lot of shoulder stamina and these one people were like, well, I can do the handstand walks, but it's like, yeah, but it took you 30 minutes to do the whole workout. It, it should be like a 10 minute workout. So maybe scale the distance or maybe do like wall walks and handstand walks or something else with it too. Yeah. And that's practicing. Like if you can do a movement, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But to be good at a movement or good enough to do it while fatigued is a completely different oh, thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So practicing more on the side uh, is obviously a big thing. And and really taking that information. If you do a workout that, you know, you can handstand walk, like he just said, and yet it takes you a really long time scaling the overall distance. Or example might be you want to go heavier and maybe let's say it's 100 wall balls, but you have you know that 20 pounds or 14 pounds is too heavy, but you still want to do it. Well, have a set number. Mm-hmm. Let's say instead of doing 100 at 20 pounds or 14 pounds, you're going to do 20 
And then at the 20 mark, you're going to drop down to your lower weight. That way you get some confidence. And then you, the next time you do 30 in a similar workout, and then you go to 40 and you increase slowly with the goal of building up the confidence to say, I could have done more. And that's kind of, I think the part we miss is you would rather build up so that you say, I could have done more. And then next time you do more. Whereas we just randomly jump around all over the place and, and then look at somebody to tell us what to do because we're like, I don't know. Right. It's like you do. You've just never taken the time to actually learn more about yourself. And that's the self scaling. It's being able to, it's being able to confidently tell somebody what you're going to do and why you're going to do it rather than just doing it and then changing it on the fly, which is what a lot of people do in yeah. the middle of a workout. They're like, Oh, that, this, this was dumb. Yeah. Like I went way too heavy. That's why. Uh, so when I coach and I scale people, I always scale under. Um, and I always get people, I'd be like, well, 75 is too light. I want to go 95. Well, why don't we do 75 first and see, and nine out of 10 times, most of the time they're like, Oh, I could have went heavier. Okay. So next time we do this movement, go heavier. Mm-hmm. Cause then it's better than, um, go into like 115 when realistically you probably should have went 75 pounds and then you're buried and you're like, wow, that was way too hard. Cause it's kind of like you just said, then the confidence for that movement is down. Yeah. Cause, and, and that's a key thing too. You got to be confident w- with movements and in your ability going into workouts or just in anything, because if you're not, I mean, one, like you do a squat clean and it's heavy, your workout's kind of done. Yeah, and that's why I'm always like, prove me wrong. Do the 75 pounds, come up to me and be like, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, awesome, next time we're going 80 or 85. Yeah. And you're like, good. Yeah, because you're getting confidence. Right. And we know like 75 was easy. Or you might finish and be like, that was perfect. Yeah, but I think, you, <laughs> so kind of going off of that again too, I think we see people want to like jump to that 225 automatically. Like they, I just want to get there. It's like, yeah, but if, and I know you and I have talked about it, but if you do 75 pounds one week and then you do 95 pounds the next week and then 105 or 115 um you can't really see but i'm moving up like yeah, in a we graph. call that a progression yeah so you you guys progressing. are progressing rather than doing a roller coaster where you're going 80 or uh 75 one week and then you're like well that was easy i'm going 135 and then you go down actually you're not even progressing you're just doing like a little mm-hmm. uh roller coaster ride and you're always and then the thing that sucks about that is a year or two later, you're kind of like, I'm not getting better. It's like, yeah, because you're not progressing at all. You keep like going forward and then two steps back, one step forward, two steps back. Yep. Take things off the list rather than keep them on it. And that's for me, when it comes to weights, it's making a certain weight where you're like, oh man, you know, I got this. But understanding like example, like just a bar workouts, I don't care how good you are. If I give you an empty barbell and I, I can make it to where you're going to have to set that down and I can make it hard enough. It has nothing to do. It's if you can take the ego out, you can realize that very, very basic things are some of the best and especially like very fundamental to what it is that we do in the gym. And most of my workouts are very, very, very simple. Mm-hmm. But people will tell me, they used to say all the time, they're like, why don't you post your like 5k run? And I'm like, have you ever tried to post a 5k run like what do you mean post a 5k run because they're like is this all you do and i'm like no but it's what people like to see Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to post a picture of me running my like 5k but i'll tell you most of the stuff i do is not heavy lifting most of the stuff i do is actually doing things that work and heavy lifting obviously helps in getting strong but the reality is like it's boring stuff oh yeah 
and nobody cares to see that and they don't think it exists, but that's the majority of your work is the basic mundane, not can't, not just saying, Oh, I'm really good at it. I'm moving on, but saying, how can I improve? Right. How can I get better at an air squat at a push up, at a, you know, any, any simple basic movement, how can I become more efficient and become better? And a lot of times going back to a scaled version is a great way to practice. I mean, I do jumping pull-ups because they suck. Mm-hmm. Band like, pull-ups even suck. Any, you do strict uh, chest-to-bar band pull-ups. Those are... You, you do enough of anything or, yeah. or create a great stimulus, you can find out how to do that very simply. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to scaling, I think if I guess the word's just more negative and that's why I always say like it's creating a workout for you Mm -hmm. and if you can create a good workout for you example have you ever tried to find out this is to you listening right now in your ears have you ever tried to do a two-minute Fran what would it take for you to do a two-minute Fran 21 thrusters 21 pull-ups 15 thrusters 15 pull-ups nine thrusters nine pull-ups what would the workout have to look like for you to do a two minute Fran? Like that's called appropriate scaling because the best people are doing it in two minutes. You're like, well, you might not even be able to do it in two minutes because you might be too slow. Like you might, your thrusters might be too slow. So then how do you become more efficient at the thrusters? You might not know how to properly scale a pull up to where you can actually do them like that many in a row. Mm -hmm. Well, find out what that looks like. That's the stuff where like for me, I'm looking and I'm thinking, I don't care if you finish in 20 minutes. I want to see you get the same stimulus I get in two minutes. Yeah. And like I said, I've done Fran with an empty bar and jumping pull-ups. It's put me on my butt. Yeah. It's, 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 it sucks, but that's, that's the stimulant you want from Fran. Yeah. Then it comes down to mentally. Like, are you going to slow down? Stop? Are you going to transition quickly? What does it look like? And then you're like, well, that was too light. I was going too fast. It's like, yeah, that's what I say with 95. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, like it's the same thing. Like I want to complain too. Right. (laughs) So, but yeah. Uh, anything else you want to throw in? No, uh, uh, well, yes. So uh, no, but no, I got one more thing. Yeah, but I got I got ten more <laughs> things on my list. Um, I was gonna kind of chime on that the scaling because it does. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. Is kind of why we got inspired to do scaling because he kind of asked about like, well, how do I scale? Like, how do I know how to scale? Um, and he kind of said, well, scaling's got a negative uh, word in CrossFit, and I think it's only negative to people with an ego. So if that, what I just said, kind of hurt you listening, it's then true. you might have an ego because I scale all and the we time. All, and we all do have we, an yeah, ego. Yeah, we do, we do to an extent. Trust um, me, I don't, I don't want to scale. Oh, yeah, I don't either. But if I walk in, like last week we did double DT. Uh, I It's 155 for RX. I did 135. I don't care. I didn't want to hurt that bad, even though my traps still were sore for about a week. <laughs> They're still sore. Uh, I always forget how much pulling that is um but like it is it it's going in there and being like okay well what's the stimulant i'm gonna get like i know i can finish double dt in 20 minutes but is that the stimulant i should be getting um so and and that and sometimes the stimulant might be what it what is your goal yeah so example like if your goal is to get stronger and to you know 
build more muscle mass, let's say, then yeah, we're going to have to push you to go a little bit heavier. But right. in order to do that, we might have to drop the reps. So scaling might be where we actually scale you up in weight and drop your reps so that you can still finish in the same time. It doesn't have to be go up in weight, do the same stuff, but then like talk about how heavy you went and how much harder it was for you. Yeah. To me, going heavy is actually easier because it slows you down naturally. Oh, I was going to say that because when I did the 155, so my double DT time is like around 18 minutes. It's not bad. I, I can pace it. My heart rate never really gets up because it's heavier barbell. When I did the 135, I did double DT in like, I want to say 12, 13 minutes. I was dying. I yeah, was, you know, you can keep moving. Yeah, now it's a I, choice. Exactly. So it became more mental. Like I was dying. I was breathing heavy. It was a different kind of stimulant. And I was like, okay, well, that was a nice change of pace. Yep. And that's. I mean, that's important to, to see is like not just what somebody else is telling you to do, but that's that information and data. What are you trying to accomplish? So once you can learn more about yourself and what it is that you want, it makes it a lot easier to figure out a workout. And I think that that's a question people should be asking. If you know what it is that you want to get out of, a, get out of your training or your workouts, instead of asking like, how can I do this faster? Or like, I don't want to scale. It's saying, hey, this is my goal. Mm-hmm. Like this is my goal in six months. What would be the most appropriate way for me to scale this and more in workouts after that? You shouldn't be asking the same question every single day. You should ask the question one time and then the next time you ask it, you should be asking it a different way or more intentional or with more purpose to understand for the next time. So that eventually when somebody comes up to you and they're like, what are you doing? It's like, well, Based on this workout, here's what I'm thinking because my goal is this and I know that if I want to accomplish that, I need to do X, Y, Z. Like the whole point of being a coach is to get somebody to be able to do that because then you know you're doing your job. Right. Like I don't want to be answering the same questions every single time because then I know that I'm not doing my job because you're still asking the same questions. Right. Like (laughs) you haven't answered my question at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I think scaling is one of the coolest things to be able to do. Um, without having to worry about what other people are thinking about it because nobody really is. No, I agree. I agree with that because we get it all the time, especially uh, kind of going back to the what the second podcast we did on injuries. A lot of people, even I see when they're injured, will still not scale. And I'm like, what? That's are, pride and ego. Yeah, I was like, what, sure. what are you doing? Like, it is okay to hit the scaled button every once in a while, especially if you are injured or um, not even feeling a hundred percent that day. Yep. Cause I've done that multiple times where I'll go in. I'm like, well, I didn't get that much sleep. Probably didn't probably should drink a little more water. I'm going to scale this workout mm-hmm. so I can at least function the rest of the day. Yep. I scale a lot of workouts. It's a lot easier to do it though. When you're like alone. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> but again, that's, you know, me scaling a workout though is much different because I might be doing a 315 clean and jerk mm-hmm. and you know 245 snatch in a workout and I'm like I don't want to go that heavy today I'm going to go 225 people yeah. are like how is that scaling and I was like because it's it's still it's lighter for than, me yeah it's still lighter than what you I'm looking on. at myself I'm scaling for me I'm not looking at you and scaling it based on that yeah your workouts are different than my workouts and I scale appropriate for myself because I understand where I am and I know where I'm going and that's what you need to be able to do as well is yep. to know where you are, where you're going and not be comparing to any, anybody else, unless that's 
competition and it's a peer and it's somebody you want to pass to then go and find somebody else because you, comparison isn't I think comparison is bad but the reality is you need to know where other people are so that you can see where you're going to go or where you want to go and if you want to go there because right. you know if I want to clean and jerk 400 pounds and I've got a 200 pound clean and jerk how long is it going to take me to get there people are like I don't know six months I'm like freaking what yeah so you i wish yeah and that's where it's understanding like okay instead of looking at the 400 let's go and find somebody who's at 250 right and let's try to catch them yeah and ask them what they're doing and do what they're doing and the closer you can get to them and and close that gap then once you pass them you're like okay who's at 300 and then you go and you catch that person but you're not comparing like in a negative way you're using it as as leverage to be more competitive with yourself and to to push yourself and to pull yourself in that direction. Right. Well, it's kind of what we said earlier. It's collecting data. Yep. It's how, how that person got there. Okay. So instead of me, so say like you have a 300 pound clean and jerk and I want to get there and I'm at 250. instead of me trying to fail for six months, I could just talk to you and ask you yeah. what you did. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Now in six months I have, I may be at 275. I may you be know closer. a little bit more. Right. Exactly. So I think that's a, I mean, that's a, that could be a whole nother podcast Correct. too, but yeah, but I think that's a good, good thing to say too. Well, cool. So in, in closing, I would say, you know, for me, change the word. If you don't like scaling, change it. Be like, I'm doing what's best for me. Mm-hmm. I'm helping myself improve faster. And also remember that anyone can create a workout that you have to scale. Right. You can create a workout that I have to scale. So you can also create workouts that no one has to scale. Understand it is literally workouts are just an idea somebody came up with and then you have to find out where you fall in, in line with those workouts. So it's very, very simple to adjust and make everyone fail or make everyone, everyone succeed. Right. So I agree with that, especially programming at the gym every once in a while, like on Saturdays. I mean, I could make it where everybody has to scale or I could make it fun. And And sometimes it's good to do both. It's to show people how far you can go if you want to go. And also like how simple and effective something that literally anybody can do can still be. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this uh, helped you out a little bit, gave you something to think about. If not, hopefully it was entertaining. um, Because I like, you know, inside my headphones hearing Tim's voice speak sometimes. Nick's voice is very soft and soothing. So is his. It sounds different (laughs) in your own in your own ears. Oh, it does. I don't like it, but I don't like my voice. Yeah. That's why I don't listen to my podcast after I, I don't either. (laughs) To be honest with you, I get my buddies like, did you listen to it? No, I don't like my own voice. I lived it. Yeah. I I talked it. I don't want (laughs) to listen to it again. Awesome. Well, appreciate you listening, staying this far. If you want to find Tim, Tim, where are you at on social media? Uh, Tim underscore Pletcher at Tim. Yeah. At Tim underscore Pletcher. I don't know what my, I might have a number. I change numbers all the time, but um, I'm on the zoo stuff too. So, yep. And then you can follow me at Nick Urankar at Zeus method is one of the programming, uh, my main programming. And then at swole program, if you're looking at some dumbbell workouts and simple ways to crush your training. Oh yeah. Um, Otherwise we'll be back in a while. Have fun scaling your next workout. Yeah. This is Nick Rankar and Tim with the Trial and Air Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>